It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. a familiar song the Sharks team song and of course they clinched the minor premiership on the weekend with a powerful last quarter surge over Subiaco at Leaderville Oval and joining us on the show now is their senior coach Billy Monaghan Bill welcome yeah good morning Duff Congratulations, mate, on the minor premiership. I know it's not the uh, the ultimate goal, but uh, it is one of the boxes you have to tick along the way. Oh, it certainly is, and it's been a while for long-suffering East Fremantle fans. Um, you know, you start the season wanting to play finals and then manoeuvre yourself into the top three, and you're lucky enough to get on top and have a week off in our system. That's fantastic. So the boys have you know, played really good footy throughout the year and, and now have earned a week off, and... We'll get back and watch a little bit of footy this week and, and see who we take on next week. So what the hell did you say to him at three-quarter time, Bill? Because that was a pretty powerful surge you produced against the Lions in the final term. Oh, look, we'd probably been on top since um, quarter time. You know, Statistically, we were, were dominating most categories. I think we kicked two goals, five in the um, second quarter, two goals, eight in the, in the third quarter. So had we kicked a little straighter in those two quarters, it could have easily been you know, six or seven goals up at uh, three-quarter time. So it was more just keep doing what we're doing. Unfortunately for Subiaco, they lost a player relatively early, um, a, a running player on a warm day. So that probably helped to a degree, although we did lose Chris Walker ourselves just after half time but you know so we got a half with one extra number and, and that certainly helped late in the game yeah it's a big ground too isn't it leadable lots of lots of ground to cover if you're um, if you're down a man yeah it certainly is and look, that's just unfortunate and and we can't really well this sounds silly because there's only one player but the, the cost to have a sub you know what I think it'd be great if we could have a sub like they do in the AFL but you know that probably adds you know, some more to our bottom line um, at waffle level, and we're trying to pinch every penny we have. But you know, it'd be great if we could have a sub. Maybe we should go to 21 and a sub, and um, a 23rd man might be a bit over the top for most. It's an interesting point, and uh, and and quite a valid point too, because you're trying to uh, equalise the competition as much as you can. Hey, Cody Leggett is usually a super boot for you guys. Zero six this week after seven one the previous week. Yeah, and he claims he kicked eight points, but I'm sure either a couple must have been touched on the line. He actually ran into two open goals and missed them and didn't score anything. So <laughs> he might have added the, those two in. Oh, I guess at the end of the day, when you when you win the game and it hasn't cost you the points, or in this case, the, the minor premiership, you sit back and have a bit of a chuckle about it. Um, We've all had bad days, and unfortunately, he was getting frustrated. The, the, the more shots he had, the more he missed. Um, his first two or three were probably 25, 30 metres dead out in front, and he's got a unique kicking style for goal, um, a relaxed three or four stepper, and um, he was spraying them everywhere on the weekend. So thankfully, we still got the, the points. Strong game from Josh Schoenfeld. Billy, four goals, 24 disposals. 
Yeah, he's been he he's had some injury issues over the last two or three years. Actually, he started off really well a couple of years ago for us, and then he's battled some knee and back issues, and has never really got back to that form. And he'd been in and out of the side a bit. He played about a month of reserves footy. Um, you know, he, he'd been quite frustrated, but you know. We held him back until we thought he was ready to go, and his last two weeks have been fantastic. And um, you know he's an exceptionally good runner. He's about a six-minute two-k runner. Um, so, you know, so to add him and play that hybrid half-forward role, um, midfield role, was really crucial. And he finished off really well in front of goals, which was really pleasing. You've got a bit of oomph through the middle and forward, haven't you? Like you've got um, Schoenfeld's one, and, and there's a few others you've got through there. Big bodies. Um, you, you're a bit of a V8 team around the middle, I reckon, at waffle level. Yeah, look, Jared Jansen um, at our level, he, he's massive. You know, 193, 194. I know there's some guys playing AFL footy that are probably even taller through the midfield, but he's really powerful. Harry Marsh is a big unit, although a lot of his is explosiveness um, away from the stoppage. And Tom Joyce and, and Jackson McDonald, whilst they're not super um, size in, in, in body shape, they're really strong over the ball. So we, you know, we work really hard to get a, a good blend of inside and outside work and our numbers over the years over the year reflect that and, and hopefully that can continue for at least two or three more weeks, whatever we've got left in the season. Tell us a bit about Tom Joyce's season because we saw him running around um, sometimes at training at West Coast last year but uh, had the season completely ruined by, by injury. How's his body and how's his year been? Yeah, he's a fantastic story for us. A talented junior. I saw him play a fair bit of junior footy and come through the Colts at Eastern Mandel. And you know, he's always been around the ball with his with his hands and his ability at stoppages to be an exceptionally good player. And I think in the three or four years between his Colts age and 21 and 22, because I think he's 23 this year, he played, I think it was a total of 19 games of footy in four years. So um, it's just great to have him back on the park. He's 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 a ripping kid, um, you know, really knowledgeable about how to play the role, and, and we're seeing it um, consistently at the moment. So that's that's a great story for us. How old is he now, Bill? Oh, he's 23 this year, so I'm not sure when he turned 23, but it was 23 in this. He's a 2000 birthday, so um, I think he's already 23, but he, he could be late in the year. I'm not 100% sure. Will you be at full strength when you play your first final? Uh, well, Milan Murdoch um, played reserves on the weekend, much to his frustration. Um, he'd been out for six weeks and coming off a shoulder. We just thought we'd. You know, the way we'd been going, and it was a big game, um, we'd bring him back through the twos. He he claimed he shouldn't have to, which is rightly so. He's one of our very best players, but I think it was the right thing to do, and he was very good. John O'Marsh has been, you know, initially it was a hamstring injury, and he was probably over that a couple of weeks ago. Um, he's just had a couple of niggles with, with other things, and We've been giving him to Friday afternoon and Saturday morning to, to prove his fitness. But again, we, he's too valuable to, to put out there, not at 100%. So um, he should be back. Our, our dilemma with Jono is whether we want to play him some minutes this week in the reserves. It's, the rules allow us to play you know, whoever we want in the reserves this week. So you know that's going to be part of our week, whether 
John Owen Milan get some more minutes or we, we're just back in our training and two more weeks of training for those guys and should see them cherry ripe for the for the second semi-final. So that's probably our biggest dilemma at the moment. Good luck to the Resi's player that gets to rock up on uh, John O'Marsh, 194 centimetres and runs like a bullet. That'll be, that'll be a lot of fun in the first week of the Waffle Reserves finals for him. Um, Hugh, Hugh Dixon, it must be great to have a bloke who can be your, your support ruckman, win 15 hitouts and still kick three goals. Yeah, and his follow-up work on, on the ground, I think he had five or six tackles and, and he wins clearances and he's really agile and, and good with ball in hand. Um, now we don't have a, a truly recognised ruckman um, and I think Ruben and, and Hugh have really grown into that role. I think they're both only 196 or 197 centimetres tall. So we give away a little bit against the, the Zach Clarks and the Reedies down at Peel and, and Scott Jones when he's playing. But what they've been able to do over four quarters is just keep the pressure up in terms of their running ability. And, and Hugh's naturally um, a great forward. I, I think if he spent all of his time forward, he'd probably be our best forward. Um, but he really enjoys running around in the ruck as well. So, again, if those two can continue their form and, and give us some good looks around the ground, that'll go a long way in, in helping us win. He's always been a smart player too, hasn't he? When just watching him play uh, his time, mainly at Peel, obviously, when he was on Fremantle's list and then um, played a few games at, at West Coast last year. He, he knows... He's a footballer as opposed to an athlete, isn't he, really? Yeah, he is. He just naturally um, sees the game well. Some of his you know, in-close handballs and his agility for someone his size is is fantastic. And uh, he, he actually should be a regular AFL footballer and, and sometimes guys take a little longer to mature. And I think he's still only 23 or 24 and he's a Tasmanian. So he might be 25 or 26 when they come into the competition and they might be looking for someone like him to head back home and, and be a part of their inaugural squad. I wouldn't put it past that. Like he, he could easily play AFL footy every week. Yeah, I tend to agree with you there. Uh, are the other teams in the finals a little relieved that the Falcons didn't get there in the end. They came with a rush at the end of the season. Oh, look, I, I think that there's a little bit of talk about that. I'm, I'm not sure too many people you know, look into it that closely. Um, they're, they're a talented side. They finished the season off very well, but you know, at the end of the day, they, they left their run a little bit late. So I think sides will deal with what they've got in front of them, not to worry about sides that didn't make the finals. Yep, fair enough. Um, how valuable will be will the fact that you played finals last year be to you um, when you front up in a couple of weeks' time? Yeah, that's a really interesting one because when you first make finals on a big drought and you don't have a lot of finals experience, you're always, you know, and you hear coaches say it all the time, oh, it's, it, it won't be a big factor. Um, but then once you've played finals, coaches also say it's a huge factor. Um, we were not only... You know, have we played finals last year, and, and we played a good final, and then probably two middle of the road finals, um, beaten by twenty odd points in both of them. Uh, so that was a. There's some things that we can take out of that, and, and probably over the off season we dealt with them, and, and we've already talked about a couple of those things today about getting the balance between our inside and our outside right. Um, so I think it'll it'll help, and then you throw in that you know Braden Lawler's a two-time Waffle Premiership player, Harry Marsh is a two-time Premiership player. You, it's not easy 
um, to buy that experience and we're lucky to have those two on our books and Fraser Turner and he's a BFL Premiership player. So um, the more experience you have in the big games and you understand how to go about it, it, it can't hurt. Um, is it the difference? Um, that's probably only looking back in hindsight can tell you whether it's the difference. When you play a home final, Bill, where will that be? Oh, you'd be happy. We, I think we're playing it at South Fremantle Oval, at Fremantle Oval. So oh, the home of football. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm just a little worried we have to go into the, the South Fremantle change rooms. That, that, as an East Fremantle person now, that's a little bit of a challenge for us. Um, <laughs> look, we, we, we originally had booked it for you know the first three weeks of finals if we got home finals. And potentially we could have had all three... Yeah, we could have had three home finals. Um, we weren't allowed to use it this week, um, so that was a little extra motivation to finish on top because had we finished second, um, the answer to your question would be I had no idea where we would have played this week because there's an AFLW game and an AFLW training run there on Saturday um, and then a, a game on Sunday. So we weren't allowed to use it this weekend. So we averted a little bit of danger there. Billy, always a pleasure to have you on the show. All the best in the final series. It should be a ripper, I reckon. There's not a lot between the first and the fifth ranked teams in the waffle this year. So hopefully there's some great games ahead of us and hopefully the Sharks give a really good account of themselves. Thanks a lot, Duff. Thanks for having me. Billy Monaghan, always a great guest to have on our show. What do you think you can have your say on the temper at Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736? You can call us on the open line on 13 12 55. And we are, as always, brought to you by Isuzu Utes. You can live your own way in the Isuzu D-Max. See your Isuzu Ute dealer today. We'll be back after the break.